Hey, it's Joyce. Every week, I have the chance to chat with an interesting, inspiring human and to share that conversation with you. Join me as I walk and talk with entrepreneurs, adventurers, and all sorts of people who are working hard to empower women and make the world a better place. Now listen, this is not some highly polished, formally produced podcast. It's just two humans out for a walk with the chance to learn from each other. So lace up your sneakers, head out the door, and join us. Hey, everyone. Joyce here, welcoming you to today's Walk and Talk, where our guest is Brooke Benton, who is a well-known fitness personality based out of Austin, Texas, which we were just chatting about. And in Austin, in 2012, Brooke was awarded Austin's Fittest Fitness Professional. And if you have seen her social media and other things all about Brooke, you probably know why. She is also the author of Prevention's newly released book, Lift Light, Get Lean. She's represented a variety of fitness brands. She has a bachelor's degree in exercise and sports science from Texas State University, her master's in physical education from the University of Houston, and a professional life coach from Baylor University. That is a lot of degrees, my friend. Uh, And one of the things I'm super excited to talk about is her upcoming book, Sweat Like a Mother helping other mothers lift the mother load, which will be released later this year, and we are absolutely going to talk about. So all the things, Brooke, welcome, and thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, Joyce. So I'm super curious to understand a little bit more about how you came to the world of fitness, and I understand it started with a morning routine. Yes. So, well, I got into the world of wellness through a morning a morning routine. I'll tell you, I've been in the fitness industry since 1999. So, fitness, check, 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 almost too big of a check mark in the fitness docket because sometimes too much of a good thing is not a great thing. And that could totally be me. In college, I got to be known around campus as the running girl because I didn't want to have to fight for parking uh, at, at a university. Everybody who's been to a university knows parking is horrible. So I would run everywhere I had to get. If I was going from my apartment to school, I was running with my backpack on. If I needed to get from one side of campus to the other side of campus, you would see me running by, and I would run back at the end of the day. And so I was known around Texas State as the runner girl. And you would think that that was for a season. No, no, that lasted over 20 years. And, uh, and so fitness, of course, I became a certified group fitness instructor and got all of these degrees in the exercise science world and loved it and teach every type of group fitness format known to man. Love, 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 love it. But all of this staying on the upper with exercise doesn't give you a very balanced life, right? It, it It's very, very uh, uplifting. It sends those dopamines just surging, but you don't really find that balance. And sometimes I think people think of balance as this unicorn. Yes, we all want balance, but what is it? I didn't have it for a very long time. I knew the uppers of exercise-induced endorphins, and then I knew the downers of uh, the depressant they call alcohol. That's what I would turn to. So I was either on a high from running 
or I had mommy sippy cup, you know, marketing does a very uh, effective job of advertising to moms. Of we, we can make things more manageable, more palatable here, just have this glass of wine. So my life on the outside looked super duper fit, but on the inside, I was a mess. I didn't feel well at all. And I also noticed when I would take my kids to school in the morning, and I know mothers will relate to this, it got to be, I'm barking orders at the kids. I'm waking up. I'm, I'd press the snooze button too many times. I don't even really put on clothes. I stick something over the pajamas to, to make it uh, uh, acceptable to drop the kids off in whatever I've put on my body. I'm throwing Cheerios, Cheerios at them as they're frantically trying to get themselves ready. And I'm a hurry, 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 hurry. And so we're starting the day just a mess. And I, I got to realizing, you know what? It's me. I'm the problem. It's me. But there's like the Taylor Swift lyrics that I need to be getting up earlier. And if I did that, then it would solve the problem of this mad chaos in the mornings of getting the kids ready to, to school. So I'm like, you know what? I need to quit pressing the snooze button. I need to set my alarm for the time I actually need to get up in order to have a peaceful start for the day that clearly I wanted and the kids needed. So the first step of me setting what I didn't even realize was a morning routine. I'm just like, we're always running late. We don't need to be running late. We don't have to be running late. This can be remedied. And so I set the clock about an hour earlier and then, hey, Brooke, can I, let yeah. me interrupt you for one second, because I have so many questions. Um, oh, and I, I, want you, I want you to go back to the story, but I have a couple of questions that I think might be insightful. So the first is, well, this makes a lot more sense to me, because my understanding is that you've been a fitness person forever. So the idea that that sort of started with a morning routine had confused me. So now I understand a little bit more that that's really how you found more of that kind of wellness piece. Uh, and I think it's so beautiful, frankly, for you to share so honestly that everything looked really, really good on the outside, but maybe didn't feel so good on the inside. So just a good reminder for everybody, you know, or especially in our current kind of culture of compare and despair, like all those people you're looking at who look like everything is perfect, I promise you they're not. Um, everybody has their challenges. But um, I'm curious. We often have guests on our walk and talks who have had these kinds of growth experiences, evolutions, reinventions. And for some people, those things happen slowly and over time. And for other people, they sort of wake up one day and say, I must make this change. And I'm curious for you, when you make it sound like one day you were like, this has to end, I'm setting my, my alarm an hour earlier and I'm getting up and changing this dynamic. Was it that dramatic or was it an evolution to that? To be honest, for me, that was dramatic. And partly because I didn't realize I was the problem for so long. I'm like, I don't understand why my kids aren't hustling out of bed and getting themselves ready so that we can be gone in five minutes. It shouldn't take more than five minutes to brush your teeth, grab something quick, and, and let's get going. And so once it was kind of like a aha, everybody needs more time than, than we're allotting, that was the first 
domino to set up straight. But once you start setting one domino up straight, it has a ripple effect that that worked, so I want to set this next one up straight. Then I want to set this next one up straight. And your life ends up being changed, not by getting up an hour earlier, but by all of the little things that happen because of that. So uh, I'm not saying just by the one thing of setting the hour, the, the clock an hour earlier and getting up earlier, all of a sudden I was exercising in a moderate way and not drinking alcohol, but it eventually led to that. It is incredible. The I like I like your domino analogy. I love the the visual of that. Um, and I think sometimes we have to keep trying different things to figure out what is that first domino. And sometimes it, there's a little bit of trial and error in that. I think right. You try something and you think, oh, this is going to do it, and it doesn't stick. It doesn't work. It doesn't make you feel better. And uh, you just have to keep trying and searching for that uh, that first domino. You're so right there. It, it, on the fitness side, I see it every January that people aren't satisfied with their body weight or their amount of movement. And it's, I'm going to do couch to 5K or I'm going to join CrossFit. And, you know, some extreme measure when maybe it's something super duper small that is actually effective that then other things start getting in order and maybe eventually that person runs a 5k or joins CrossFit, but there might be so many other little nano steps in between so that they can make that step while feeling good. We deserve to feel good and not punishing ourselves until we have strong armed our way into achieving whatever arbitrary goal that that may be. But for morning routine, first thing for me was setting the clock so I would get up earlier. And then I'm like, I'm sure you, you and everybody can understand, I was spending too much time on social media, and it just can be this this black hole that you, you fall into. And I was looking at social media, the first thing I would do when I get up in the morning. And so I realized maybe I'm going to set the alarm earlier, and I'm not going to touch my phone for the first hour of the day. Instead, uh, the first thing I'm going to do is think of three things I'm looking forward to today. Because as a mom, it can get to be Groundhog Day, where today is going to be the same day as yesterday. It's the same day as the next day. It's like, no, it's not. And it could be tiny things, like I am so looking forward to this cup of coffee with frost milk from my Nespresso machine, um, or something, you know, a little bit more grandiose. But whatever it was, three things that I was looking forward to for that day, and it already started me in a kind of a pep in my step getting out of bed. This is before I've even rolled out of bed. Then I would get out of bed, and this, Joyce, for me, was a huge game changer. I would get out of bed and make my bed. It's a gift <laughs> to your future self to roll out of bed, and instead of leaving the covers in this crumpled up mess that they would be in that future self has to one day get back or one day that same night get back in and curl yourself into these messed up sheets that are you know the fitted sheets not even still on the edge of the mattress to instead get into this beautifully made bed it takes me like two and a half minutes maybe to get my bed made really really nice and then I love it in the evening getting into that same well-made bed and that really was 
when we're talking about dominoes, that was the domino that I'm like, if I'm doing this gift for my future self, what other things can I do that will be a gift to my future self? Because I love like little tiny gifts, little tiny gifts. I guess that would be my love language. And so I'm like, well, if I would go to bed earlier, this whole this whole <laughs> shenanigan would be a the lot easier. getting up earlier is yeah. going to be easier if I go to bed uh-huh. earlier. Go to bed earlier, and there is a bunch of junk on Netflix that was not serving me. I was not better for watching it. I actually probably would rather get that extra 45 minutes of sleep. So, um, ah, game changer. And I will tell you, there had been times in the past that I'm like, I'm drinking too much. I need to to back off some, right? And I need to cut it down to just after the kids go to bed or only on the weekends or putting these different rules on it. And because of the morning routine, kind of starting with the, 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 I'm making the bed as a gift for my future self, I'm like, alcohol is not really relaxing me. It's kind of causing me more anxiety in everything. When am I going to get the next drink? When am I going to exercise that um, drinking alcohol isn't going to then affect my ability to, to, to do these workouts and in social gatherings? It's like, oh, are we drinking here or what? When's, when's the alcohol going to come? Like, this is picking up entirely too much real estate in my life. What if I just mm. didn't, didn't do it, like didn't drink. And, and it was like, ah, oh, there, there is no, but only during this rule, only at this time, or it's okay here, you know, maybe after dry January, what about just dry everything? Like, never drinking and still using the cool barware. I've got beautiful champagne flutes and espresso glasses and um, wine glasses that I'll concoct mocktails and uh, make version uh, espresso martinis. And, And it's so wonderful, so wonderful. So for months now, I have been um, setting all of these dominoes up and now I don't have to be running 6.30, uh, running at a pace of 6.30 or less if I'm running by myself or 7.30 or less if I'm pushing the jogging stroller. I can just maybe power walk or, you know, do interval runs, but it doesn't have to be this always paying the piper because you're going to play hard, you're going to work hard. What if life was just a little bit more on an even scale, like just good at all times? I'll say it again. We deserve to feel good so the morning routine was kind of my boom shakalaka this is the game changer that's showing me what's possible if I I start the day setting things up right and then it inspires other healthy behaviors that morphed me from fitness personality fitness extraordinaire fitness looks super duper fit and well but it really really wasn't a very well lifestyle until within the past uh, year or so. And it's just been fantastic to embrace a sober lifestyle, a uh, less intense exercise regime, and the morning routine, my mega morning routine is what I call it. So uh, there's actually research out there about the power of making your bed in the morning and how that is a domino. I'm going to keep using this book probably for our entire conversation. Uh, but I'm I'm wondering, were you aware of that research or did you just have a little bit more breathing room in the morning? So you just sort of started to do it and realized it felt good. You know, I think I had heard a podcast somewhere. I had gotten into, I 
had a running injury and it used to be I would run so fast that I couldn't listen to a podcast or really do anything besides focus on the the pace that I was running and injuries will put you back a little bit and it got me into listening to podcasts and I think I was listening to and I couldn't even tell you I listened to so many um so many podcasts but I do think that I had gotten the motivation from a podcast that I heard like just just try making your bed like wow I'm I'm kind of a mess. I always walk in the house and leave, leave one shoe, then the other shoe, then the sock, sock, pants, shirt. And you can find where I am if you just follow the trail of wherever <laughs> that was. It's like, oh, let's let's maybe try this whole make your bed thing. And so it, it definitely worked for me. And it's interesting to hear you talk about giving up alcohol because it seems to me that historically we've really tried to put people into boxes. Right, you're either an okay drinker or you're an alcoholic who shouldn't drink and can't drink ever. And yeah. what I'm hearing so much more of are people who are saying, I just don't think that alcohol is serving me. Uh, and there's a lot of very new research coming out about how detrimental alcohol is to our bodies. You know, the whole idea that it's in moderation, it's positive for us, good for us, that seems to be not the case. So are you I, finding more people who are sort of like, yeah, it's just not making me feel good. I'm not labeling myself. You know, those like online tests. Do you have a problem uh, with alcohol? Like, can't we just be like, yeah, doesn't make me feel good. <laughs> exactly. Our days on this earth are so numbered that I don't understand why I would spend any more of them not living life to the fullest. And if I'm drinking alcohol it is not benefiting me in any way. And I think the times in the past that I've been, oh, I just love Chardonnay or, oh, I just love this. It's like, mm, no, I, I I don't think I love it anywhere near as much as I love sobriety. And mm. it, it really, yeah, sobriety feels fantastic that my skin looks better. I have so much more energy. I uh, feel like I have so much more patience with my children. I love life as a sober woman, and so there was there is not a drink out there that could give me that kind of joy. I do think sobriety is having a moment. Um, you know, <laughs> younger people, let's face it, are the younger kids are they're smoking a lot of weed, but they are not drinking as much as we used to uh, when when we were younger. And the alcohol-free movement definitely has legs right now. People are, are catching on and we're really questioning this marketing that we've bought into that alcohol is going to help you have a good time. Alcohol is going to help you uh, relax. There are plenty of other things that, that can do that. And I think we're finally realizing we don't have to buy that marketing message anymore. And for people who choose to drink, good for you, not for me. So I think that uh, we also in social settings can feel like, oh, well, what am I going to do if I'm in the social setting and I don't drink? It's a good for you, not for me type of message that I just don't, I just don't choose not to do that. And I'm not going to do that. And there's no reason why I should feel awkward in a social setting. But I will say since I have I embraced sobriety, some things that I would go to out of choice in the past just aren't fun for me. So I, I may not deliberately put myself in situations where there's going to be a lot of alcohol. Or that's sort of the focus of the activity, right? 
Exactly. Yeah, when that's the central theme, it's a little banal, in my opinion. So, like me, you are a champion of walking. That And as somebody who obviously took fitness to a, a much higher level of intensity throughout her life, how have you kind of come to embrace walking as part of your practice? Right, right. I love that with walking, you can rev it up. You can take it down. It is suitable for all fitness levels. I trained some clients that this one client, it's very difficult for her to even go from sitting on the ground to standing upright, but she can walk. So we do a lot of walking as a step one to getting her more mobile, more active, making her heart healthy, making her lungs healthy. So just that, that that's a very steady, steady state, um, easy type of walk. For me, like I mentioned, I, I suffered a running injury, uh, proximal hand, hamstring tendinopathy that is basically a pain in the butt where, where yeah. your hamstring <laughs> inserts into your glute. It's just extremely painful. And the two worst things for that injury are running or sitting for extended periods of time. But I can walk until the cows come home. And so I have really embraced that. I love to ruck. I will put on a rucksack and go out into the hills. And so rucking is basically, as you know, just walking with a weighted backpack on or a jetty pack or a rucksack, whatever it is, but putting some weight on your back. Maybe a child. I used to, when Juliana was a little bit younger, I would stick her in the uh, the carrier and go on a ruck with the, the child on my back, but I'll, I'll do rucking. Um, I also have developed a treadmill walking workout that was inspired by the Balky VO2 max test. Uh, back in undergrad, we would do these um, VO2 max tests on people where you would gradually raise the incline of a treadmill until somebody reaches a point where they can't go anymore. I modified that a bit to make it where I could do it on a regular basis without uh, overly taxing my body. And so I, it initially I just called it the incline walking workout. And then I would do this workout so frequently that a friend of mine called it the BB. It just became known as the BB <laughs> was this progressive interval walking workout on a treadmill. Basically just for every three minutes, you keep the same steady pace, but you raise the incline by one. And I go into more detail on that in the Lift Like Get Lean book, uh, but I also posted it to Instagram on my personal Instagram. So if anybody was interested in the BB incline walking workout, I love that one because it is very high intense, but it's low impact, you know, kind on the hips, knees, low back, and challenging on the heart and lungs. I, I love an interval power walking workout where maybe you'll give it all you got for two minutes and then a comfortable pace for a minute or even a Tabata uh, all out power walk just below a jog for 20 seconds and then easy does it for 10 seconds for eight circuits through. Uh, and also when friends want to get together, the, the kind of just the obvious what everybody always says, oh, let's get together and have a drink or let's get together for coffee. Let's get together and have a meal. I don't really enjoy sitting around a table and just chatting. I'm I'm a mover and shaker, and it makes me a little squirrely and uncomfortable just to sit there and, and catch up. But if you want to meet for a walk, getting together with a friend and catching up, just 
over movement, enjoying all that nature has to offer, being outside and uh, walking and talking with a friend. Oh, that's my jam. So it doesn't always have to be a high intense walk. It can be low intense and then you're getting not only the physical fitness benefit of it, but emotional wellness, environmental wellness, social wellness. There's so much goodness to be gleaned from just getting out and going for a walk with a friend. Nothing nothing to it. So that's that's totally my jam. Like you, I would much and my friends know if they want somebody to go sit over a long meal or over a bottle of wine, I am not their girl. So I do drink from time to time, but I'm not their girl. I am the let's go for a walk. Let's get it out in nature. Let's go for a hike for all the reasons. I don't know if you've had the opportunity to listen to it, but my TED talk is actually focused on what happens when we walk together. Uh, from a physiological standpoint, it's so, so interesting. Um, believe it or not, half an hour goes really fast, and I want to be sure, because we will share it when it comes out, but I want to be sure you have a couple of minutes to tell us a little bit about Sweat Like a Mother. What inspired it, and kind of what is it going to be? This is the book you're currently working on. Yes. Oh, thank you so much, Joyce. Sweat Like a Mother is the book that almost never was. It really almost never was because when I resigned from my executive director job during the pandemic, I call it during the great mommy resignation, I, um, I was serving as the executive director of Healthy Living for a, um, a company in Dallas. And then during COVID, uh, my kids were spending entirely too much time on their screens and my husband and I were both working full time. And we're like, oh my goodness, one of us needs to choose, you know, um, and so I I decided to resign, and then I also knew that I'm not made for just pots and pans and uh, mommy, mommy, let's do a craft kind of thing. And so I started writing Sweat Like a Mother, and it was different chapters that embraced some stories that I have, some of them funny, some of them self-deprecating, um, some of them lessons that I think will help other, other mothers, but it would be like run like a mother, um, cycle like a mother fight back like a mother. Uh, we were going to talk about empowering women. I think we're going to run out of time. That's probably mm -hmm. something we're going to have to table for another time. But I love that. And I love what Jetty said is doing for empowering women. Uh, but I had all of these chapters and then was, was into that and put it aside and a couple of years go by. And I started doing this morning routine and falling in love with sobriety and falling in love with a uh, low glycemic, low gluten, low dairy, low sugar way of eating and doing short workouts that are super effective. And I told my editor, Mike, I want to write a book to inspire people to get fit, embrace a morning routine, embrace wellness, to um, make these simple recipes that can totally, totally change their health and their nutrition. That's a no fuss, easy to do. Anybody can do it. Workouts that are 10 minutes or less. And she said, Brooke, you have a message that people would benefit from so much, but they're not ready for it because nobody knows who you are. If they know who you are, they'll follow you to the ends of the earth. But preaching a morning routine before anybody knows, well, who is this person? is putting the cart before the horse. And that's when I needed to revisit Sweat Like a Mother. So I had to 
rewind back to this book that I started in 2020 that I tabled and really didn't think I was even going to finish and go back to telling some some embarrassing and then some deep, really hard trauma, sexual harassment, all of this goes in that book, leaving nothing back, leaving nothing back. And then each chapter ends with a workout. So Yes, I'll tell you, you know, my story that is loosely based around whatever it is, run like a mother, running stories, cycle like a mother, something that has to do with riding a bike, fight like a mother, that has a whole lot of other um, connotations that will go into the, the fight like a mother chapter, hit like a mother, high intensity interval training, life is high intensity interval training. But uh, so all of these chapters in the book end with a workout at the finish. And so that is a video link so that you can work out together and I'm inspiring people both through my stories and through my gift of fitness instruction through Sweat Like a Mother, helping other mothers lift the mother load. So probably when the book comes out, we will have to chat again so we can dig into a little bit more once I've had the opportunity to read it. So we will revisit this. Um, thank you so much for being here. Uh, for anybody who wants a little bit more Brooke, she is a guest Jetty instructor. Her guest series is going live on Monday following this podcast or this conversation. Um, whenever you're listening, if you're listening, not live, but in the future, chances are pretty good that Brooke's series will be live on the Jetty Fit app. And last but not least, Brooke, if people want to find you on social media, where are the best places to spend time with you? Thanks, Joyce. They can find me at brookebenton.com. In fact, I'm searching for 100 women to test out 10 of the workout videos that will be in Sweat Like a Mother, and that is posted on brookebenton.com. If you pre-order the book, then you're invited to be part of the test group that will get to try out those those workouts starting in July, on July 3rd. I love Instagram. You can find me on Instagram, and that's really my favorite social place. So check me out at brookebenton.com or on Instagram, and we'll connect there. Perfect. Thank you, Brooke, so much for spending some time with us today. I appreciate it and looking forward to doing more together in the future. Thank you so much, Joyce. It was my pleasure. Happy walking. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for today's Walk & Talk. Catch new episodes featuring inspiring guests every week and all the places podcasts live. Until then, I wish you happy trails.